Hey, everybody. Mark, Myra, Lily, Eric here. It's another episode of Wild Wild Wimbledon. Or Eric. That's right. Mark, Lily, and Eric here for another episode of Wild Wild Will. We're going through all the Will Smith movies. Today we're doing Gemini Man. Long-awaited. I feel like we're all super excited about this one. I don't. It has a tw- it has a twenty-six on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit! Really? Wow. Okay, all so right. what year did this come out? This is 2019. I will tell you, this entire time we've been doing this podcast, like, I don't know why I expected this to happen, like, 20 years ago. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought this had, like, a 99 number on it, like a 2002. Like, I don't know why, but it's like, I feel like, what did we say, 2019? Mm -hmm. 2019, Lily, does not remember This this movie coming out seeing commercials for it in just you, four years ago you know where they filmed it right where wuhan no they didn't 29 they started covid this all right this movie was originally supposed to come out in 97 or like they were pitching it 1997 in 97 so it does have like that old storyteller they, feel they were sending around names like harrison ford mm. mel gibson sean connery and oh those I, all have been great too i feel like if this movie was a 1997 movie yeah i feel like it would have been a big old success yeah i think so too it has that vibe i heard they also want to do clint eastwood Watching this, I and I'm saying the bad guy, the main bad guy who was Clive Owen, yeah, right. That would have been great if it was uh, Nicolas Cage. I feel like I needed some eccentric out of my no, I Clive Owen or Nicolas Cage. He needed to be in some role. The -hmm. fat guy, he could have been the fat guy. I guess he could have just he could have been Smith. Yeah, he could have been Gemini Man. Oh, very face off. Oh, I might be totally misremembering this, so I don't even know why I'm going to say it, but I feel like there is something out on the internet of they de-age Nick Cage, but it's not like, oh, just some person on YouTube. It was like, maybe it was a short film that Nick Cage is actually in, or it's a commercial for vodka or something. I could be completely wrong. Well, should Anyways. I, I, mean, I mean, the whole thing with this movie is that it's Will Smith versus Will Smith, a nor a 50-something-year-old Will Smith going up against a de-aged Will Smith Yeah, as, you know, the main, I guess, in for lack of a better word, like, antagonist in this. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go through the movie real quick? Yeah. Now, um, Gemini Man is about a guy that's in... I, I forget the letters, but it's like a made-up government. DIA. DIA. So they just like mixed. Uh, it's like it's Defensive Intelligence Association. It's basically the like CIA, that. but for some reason they didn't do, they added a D. DIA. And he's, for defense. He's like a sniper. That's like his thing. He's uh, he's 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 a pro sniper, and they send him out to go, you know, shoot whatever bad guys or something. But he finds out he does one last like hit. And he was, and he retires after he's saying that he wasn't feeling good about it. And then somebody shows him that the hit that he made was actually against a molecular scientist when he's used to doing hits and sniping terrorists, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's like, why? He's he's like, I'm gonna search deep into this, um, and uh, basically they start trying to kill him. This is Will Smith's character, who I don't even remember his name, Mister Gemini, Henry, Henry. Um, and so now the DIA is going after him and, uh, they're going after him, not because he's retired, but because he's on to their secret, which is the Gemini project, which I think is why he was, he made that initial hit that you see in the first part of the film, the molecular scientist. It wasn't a terrorist. It was somebody attached to the Gemini project, Mm -hmm. which is a project where the government is grabbing, uh, the DNA of somebody like Will Smith and making super soldiers out of them. Uh, kind of like Clone Wars style. Yeah. Like, this is wow. Like, yeah. It's like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. He's the Boba Fett. Yeah. 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 Well, 
he's uh Jenga fat. My bad. Come on. <laughs> Damn, Lily, that was a good grab. Yeah, Someone good kill me. Um, <laughs> how do you know this stuff? <laughs> so, how do I know this? She stuff? watches the Star Wars oh my shit. God, the amount that Mark's like talking about this horse shit. Um, so yeah, they're that that's the Gemini project. And so they send the DIA Gemini project sends a young Will Smith to go after Henry, a young Henry to go after Henry. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's, he's souped up. He's souped up. You know, he's got, he's got a little extra fight in him. Plus he's younger. Um, So they're kind of like globe trotting. He's got a ragtag team of a fat Asian guy and a skinny white lady. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, you know, they tried to avoid dying, but like they kind of like bring young Will Smith, young Henry onto their side because they're like, yo, you're a clone, man. And they uh, convince him that he's a clone and uh, which he is. And then they find like a third clone that's coming after them at some point. Like there's a lot of parkour going on mm-hmm. and uh, they they kill that clone. They cl- kill the third clone, right? Yes. They destroy third clone. And they destroy somehow the Gemini project. It's really weird how they wrapped it up. They, they end up killing Clive and they're like, we won't be seeing any more in this project anymore. Yeah. And then Will Smith kind of takes like a father figure role with himself. With, with himself and his, like himself is going to school, like college. Sitcom. Sitcom, sitcom ending. Yeah. Yes. And then the, the end. I think that was a really good, um, synopsis of what could have been very convoluted i'm gonna say this just even when you hear the synopsis or you're like i'm recounting the movie i fucked with this whole movie except for the end Ooh, interesting okay i'm gonna go that um i'm gonna say that this was a movie this is my thesis statement a movie that i'm on board with but Full of missed opportunities. Mm. And I'm going to say the first missed opportunity Mm -hmm. was the fact that Will Smith Mm -hmm. is wearing. And this and this is like this covers the entire film. Exactly the type of missed opportunities they have. Will Smith is wearing a Phillies hat. Mm. Right. Major League Baseball Phillies hat, which could be a nice wink and nod to like Fresh Prince. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. West Philadelphia. Oh, shit. He's wearing a Phillies hat. Oh shit, he's going against younger him. When he was younger, he was the fresh prince born in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, nice wink and a nod. But then they overdo it where he's just like, I was born in Philadelphia. I like that. Where it's like, I would have liked to just keep the hat. No, I and didn't I notice feel the like hat. I feel like if they they could have done that, they uh throughout the entire movie in a bunch of different ways where it's just like they were too heavy handed. With a lot and a lot of missed opportunities. See, but here's the thing: you say that, but like when um, the clone him who decides that his name's like Jackson, asks Henry's like, "Where were we born?" He goes, "In Philadelphia." Me and you immediately started singing the Fresh Prince song. So I mean, mm. but I we saw did the like Phillies it, hat and I was like, "Oh, nice nod, nice." I didn't nice know guys. Dude, I didn't pick up on any of this, so thank you for enriching <laughs> this movie for me. I mean, you've seen this movie, right, Eric? Yeah, yeah. This and is like, my... you like this movie, right? I do like this movie. I saw it over quarantine, and this is the second time I've watched it. How's it hold up in a rewatch? It holds up good. I mean, look, I have a lot to say about this, and this is kind of the state of movie making that I want to talk about, but the script is corny as hell. And the script, the script is simple. Like this is the kind of movie that has lines like, "He's the best of the best," you know. He's the top of his class. He's the best assassin we've ever had, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like horse shit like that. How's the wife doing? Oh, divorce. How are the kids? And eh, school. It's like real corny horse shit. But my thesis here is that what I appreciate is not th- uh, like. I don't go into a movie and go like, oh, that was a shit story. I'm more interested in how the story is being told. So the Mm -hmm. story doesn't have to be cool or good. It's just like, how do you tell that story that you're telling? And I think this has a very unique, um, not only style, uh, it has a very unique 
artist behind it, and that's Ang Lee. Ang Lee's our boy who fucking directed this, and he's our boy who made Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Shout out. He's our boy who made Hulk with Eric Bana. Shout out. He's our boy who made Brokeback Mountain. He's our boy who made um The Ice Storm. He's just an eclectic life um, of pie. What an eclectic filmography. Very, very eclectic. And speaking of Ang Lee, I saw him in real life. When? So so right before the pandemic, maybe it was 2018, 2017, he was going into production on this movie. He came to Rochester because there was like some video seminar where basically at the convention center downtown, they had a bunch of like, here's the new cameras we're working on. Here's new editing software. Here's this blah, blah. Just like booths where you can like trade cards and stuff like that. And the guest keynote speaker was Ang Lee, which is fucking insane. And so we were just in a like kind of a big room, but pretty close up. And he just went on stage and talked about film and specifically talking about Gemini, man. He's like, I'm about to shoot this new movie. And he said the big thing he was trying to accomplish with this movie is one, the de-aging. He knew that he'd be de-aging Will Smith and to have, you know, how close can we get to making like a CGI character look real? But the other big thing he was talking about was advancing high frame rates and advancing 3D and all that stuff. Because Ang Lee is one of those like innovator directors where he is using kind of like not a shit movie, but he's kind of going like, I'm not going to make some art house film using high frame rates and a de-aged, you know, Kevin Klein or something. <laughs> and yeah, what is this, how- The Irishman? <laughs> You're right. He's not going to get that. He's not going to get $200 million to do that. But he's probably was recognized already on the wall where he's like, oh, but if we make like a generic action movie that the studios will sign off on, there's a good guy, there's a girl, they have to kill the bad guy, the end. Now I can secretly do all my weird experimenting. Like I can, mm. okay, let's shoot this in 120 frames per second. Let's shoot this with like 10K cameras. Let's shoot this with uh laser or, or la- you know projective via lasers let's uh let's de-age will smith so it's like it's a little trojan horse right where it's like let's do generic action movie but secretly i'm doing all this other shit um just for his own self-gratification which i think is cool well i think the thing that's like fucked up about that too is i feel like he made a better action movie than directors who spend their lives making action movies Oh, yeah. Angley's good, man. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe it's because he wants to do other things like where he's like more interested, like visually and like trying new things like the de-aging. But I feel like what I really appreciated about this action film is it doesn't like get muddled in the details. Like Mark didn't enjoy this, but they just like randomly have like a private jet. And you know what? I appreciate that they didn't make me sit around for 20 fucking minutes and showing me like them hijacking a plane and taking it and like how exactly they got it. I kind of just appreciate they're just like, you know what? I got a guy. And then all of a sudden they're on the plane and they're at their next location. And I feel like a lot of action movies will get like, just like drag you through bullshit. And Mm. I feel like this movie was just like, listen, you're going to have to suspend reality. So like, why am I going to try and make some things make sense to you? And I kind of appreciated that. I think this movie though, if we're going with the de-aging, this movie was made in the worst time. I would have almost liked this movie. Like this dude isn't James Cameron Mm -hmm. where he spent 15 years of his life working, just getting the de-aging perfect to finally do his, his movie. I kind of wish this movie was made in 1997, mm. right? Because we kind of saw this a little bit. It was there, there was no de-aging going on, but we saw stuff like uh, The Sixth Day, right? Was that Arnold Schwarzenegger clone going after Arnold oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger? And I would, you know, I would almost go like, maybe it'd be better if if they didn't have the special effect. Or if they had a worse version of it, so they'd be more creative around it in a way. Like it just wasn't yeah. there. It wasn't it, working. It was definitely um off. I'm with you. Like there were times where I was just like, damn, that looks like really good. But um like his mouth wasn't quite right. And there's just like so many times where I'm like, 
isn't there like a real person and then they're just like fucking with his face because there's like a lot of times where the clones movements were like very um cyborgy animatronic um a lot of me was just like did they cgi his whole body because some of the movements were very not human especially yeah i don't know if that was a decision with the fight scenes like they, yeah. they like sped up the camera or whatever or sped up the i don't know yeah just sped it up but i it, it kind of reminded me of like when you're messing around on like instagram or tiktok and then like you hit the wrong button and all of a sudden you're in the frame and you're just like a real hot girl you know, type of filter. I feel like it was just kind of TikTok, Instagram filtery, at least his face. Okay, this is something kind of controversial. Also, I don't know if anybody else agrees with me, but um, something about the de-aged Will Smith, I feel like he was not skin tone wise oh, dark wow. enough. Wow. Like there were times where I was just like, I like they're standing next to each other shouldn't their skin tone match better and like i'm not saying anything but i'm just like scratching my head a little bit you know see like so hell plays white people like (laughs) like like, i don't want to say that like they whitewashed will smith obviously they didn't but like i don't know i just feel like um he needed some more melatonin in the CGI version of him. And I don't know if that's like a thing with CGI where like, maybe they just like, haven't perfected like a good range of tones where you can like still, you know, get things right. Cause like, I, I mean, it's like a whole thing, like lighting and photography and all that stuff. Like you have to like be very skilled at it to work with um, a lot of different skin tones and complexions. So I don't know if like CGI is like still in like that. Yeah, I mean, I know that the big thing with skin is that our skin absorbs light and it's kind of translucent. Um, And it's something I still think they're working on how to figure out how light can, you know, how do you calculate light penetrating the skin and like reflecting through? That's why you can kind of like see through people's ears or you can see through like the webs of your fingers and stuff like that. Um, Here, just to get past that, the thorny thought uh uh <laughs> the big thing with this too is and i don't want to put a bunch of qualifiers like the only way to really experience this movie is this way because truthfully i haven't experienced this movie the way i think ang lee wants you to watch it and this is this is where the innovator thing comes from so basically the, uh his film prior to this or maybe it was two films prior to this he did that billy lynn's long halftime walk does anyone remember that movie no what is that it's an angly movie and it's based on a book or a memoir, but basically it's like a soldier comes home from the war and uh, he gets invited to a football game and he kind of gets to walk across the field with like fellow soldiers. But as he's making his walk across the field for the halftime show, he's remembering like his days in wars and when he enlisted and all this stuff. The big thing with that film is they shot like in 120 frames per second, like revolutionary 3d, all this other crazy shit. And not a lot of people saw it the way it was intended. So when you just watch it at home, you're like, what's the big deal with this movie? Like, why the fuck should I give a shit? Well, when Ang Lee was in town in Rochester, they did a seminar where they shipped to Tinseltown or Cinemark, the local theater. They shipped laser projectors that aren't naturally in these facilities to project that film to show us the true way that Billy Lynn's long halftime walk should be seen. And it's the most fucking surreal thing. And it like takes maybe 10 minutes to adjust your eyes to it because we're not used to 120 frames per second or whatever the fuck they were pumping out. I, I say it's 120 frames per second. It could have been 60, but I think it was 120. And it's like, it's so soap opery and weird and real, but at the same time, it just feels so alive. And like you're in the movie and they showed this war scene with Vin Diesel. It was crazy. Um, And so you're watching it and you're like, this is insane. So when I think about Gemini, man, imagine being a theater with an actual laser projector at the 120 frames per second, seeing the CGI de-aged Will Smith, seeing the movie for what it is and how vibrant it is. I bet it's like a completely different experience than just kind of watching on your home TV. Because I think a lot of people could argue this movie's very simply shot, but I think it's simply and elegantly shot the way it is. Because 
to see it in its true form is probably so fucking jarring that it was like a quick cutty minority report kind of movie your brain and eyes would fall of their fucking skull but the way it's intended to be projected is not how we're watching at home or watching on your phone or watching our computer and again i don't want to put a qualifier because technically movies should you know from screen to where you watch at home should be kind of seamless but that's not the reality of it um and it goes into my bigger thought that you guys are talking about like dh will smith is like a little off right Mm-hmm. I think Ang Lee, I'm going to make him a martyr because there's a lot of directors like like him. They are the ones who have to make these movies. They're the ones who walk so other people can run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're yeah, the yeah. ones who have to go like, okay, I'm going to do this because even though we don't quite get there, it's not perfect Will Smith Young. There's something janky about like how his mouth moves. Maybe his movements are a little too quick. But we're going to push the ball so far forward that whoever picks it up next can push it even that much further. You know what I mean? And those are people like Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis, he did the Back to the Future movies. He did uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And then later in life, he started doing like Polar Express, Beowulf. He did uh, fucking Pinocchio recently. And he does these movies and everyone's like, oh my God, Polar Express looks so fucking whack now. Like everyone looks so scary in it or Beowulf's mm-hmm. just so crazy. But he was pushing technology that no one else dared to touch or Christmas Carol, Jim Carrey, right? That's Robert Zemeckis. He's doing that because he's, his hope is that it's like, okay, I'll go through the growing pains and then hopefully someone more experienced can then like pick up the torch and run and do something even more. So I also think this movie's like, okay, it's not going to be perfect. We're gonna DH Will Smith, but just imagine the next person to be like use the same technology and maybe like innovate even further. So he's a martyr. He died for us. I he's alive. I am done with these filmmakers where it's just like, oh, actually, you gotta see it with laser projector in the IMAX for it to be good. That's not how people watch it. And also, I don't think people give a fuck about stuff. Like, if people want to watch stuff on their Apple Watch, they're going to watch shit on their Apple Watch. And you just got to kind of deal with that that's the case. Um, Like, we are watching, we're currently watching Sopranos, mm-hmm. which I 100%, I mean, that was, uh, that was the 90s, early 2000s. That shit was 100% being broadcasted in standard definition. And um, not widescreen, like right, right, like four three. Yeah, and then they're and so, but then nowadays they're cutting it so it's like widescreen, right? So I, we're not getting the true shots of it; we're getting a zoomed-in version of it, right? Because it's actually fitting our TV correctly, and it's still amazing, you know. And we're watching it in standard definition. We're watching it with the weird editing, the weird cuts with it, and it's still amazing because it's a it's a good um like a good story type of thing so and, and and it's the same thing with like music like do you know we we're all listening to like streamed mp3s where if you make like a true wave file of a song like a three minute song it's like 50 megabytes of information 50 to 60 megabytes and then you're listening to a three megabyte version that is then right. streaming over your shitty wi-fi internet or over your bluetooth and it's just it's compressed and compressed and compressed and it loses so much information by by the time that you're getting it it's like a ghost of a song that was actually recorded and you know what everybody still fucking loves it because nobody gives a shit about any of that stuff nobody cares nobody you can watch everything in standard definition on a tiny screen nobody gives a shit about any of that stuff wow Uh, the guy who yells at me every time i rent a movie in standard definition because i'm cheap well I care about that stuff, <laughs> but I'm talking about the general pigs out there. You know, uh, here's my rebuttal. Though, I have to that. assume, Eric, if I may. Yes, I yes, feel yes. like Angley doesn't care about those people. Like, you, like he knows that they're gonna see it anyways, and like, so isn't this kind of the shit he does for himself, for the craft, for like the people who would give a shit? A thousand percent, and I think that's. I'm with you with that, where it's like, he's not, yeah, exactly. He doesn't care about the bigger picture. He just cares about like, okay, let's try this thing and it's going to satisfy me and maybe it'll catch on. Because here's my rebuttal to what Mark just said. Um, 
basically what you're suggesting is that back in the day when TVs were first brought into the market, all TVs were black and white. That's the only image that would come through on the screen, even when film became color and you had color film, it was still being at home. It was only in black and white was being broadcasted. So what you're suggesting, basically my rebuttal to what you said is basically let him do these crazy things like 120 frames per second or let Peter Jackson and James Cameron do all this crazy 3D because if it does catch on and people do like it enough, eventually it can turn into, well, that's the norm in your home. You know what I mean? The same way TV was like, fuck, we better get color in the picture because that's what movies have that we don't have. 3D kind of came around maybe in the middle 2000s where... 3D TVs became a thing. I think they stopped making those. I don't think you can buy a yeah, 3D no, TV. I, I think I think it's more of um I'm not coming after um Angley here, okay? Okay. I'm more it's more I I'm thinking of like uh, the the dumbasses that made Game of Thrones. And there was that last season like the big the big battle. And it was too dark. And everybody's just like this shit's dark. Like mm. this is way it's way too dark. Yeah. And then they came out and went, well, you guys aren't watching it correctly and you need to be watching it on this size screen and this and this and this. It's just like, well, the majority of people saw it and they were like, it's too fucking dark. So I don't know what to tell you. You should just be like, just, I don't know, shut up then, you know, instead of like coming after the people say that they're watching it wrong, which is like, well, they're trying to watch your shit and it's too dark, bitch. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that is like tricky territory, especially when you're making something specifically um, for like at home consumption. Like you probably should be much more aware of like how I feel like I heard it drop um, how your audience is viewing it. I guess film is like a little bit different, but there are like the weird growing pains that we have right now where most people are watching films at home. But I don't know if that means people should stop like playing i feel like um it's kind of like when movies went from silent to talkies like there's a lot of like rough growing pains then you know there's a lot of actors that you figured out like uh didn't fucking need work anymore because their voices were atrocious or like figuring out like where do you like put the mic how do you catch the best audio type thing um kind of like a new way of acting i feel like you know, we're kind of in like a weird growing pain situation right now, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if people are still trying to like, you know, see how far they can push the technology. What was the what was that thing? Oh, how are people supposed to be watching shit? Um, Sploogy? What was it fucking called? Quibby? <laughs> Quibby. That's it was supposed to be like seven minute videos mm. <laughs> on your phone. Oh my god, that died so fast. Yeah, <laughs> they had so many big stars attached to it too. I can tell you a couple uh some some really good product placement in this movie. Hit us, Coca Cola. Oh, here's the other thing I was gonna say. Uh, also, I wonder too. 2019, a little bit of the death rattle of cinemas too. I mean, this started yeah. probably back in 2014, 2015. So anything to get you into a theater. Mm. That makes it different that the at home, like at home, I can watch a movie just the same as a movie theater. We all have digital projection more or less, but Hey, come to our movie. It's in 3d. Come to our movie. It's IMAX. Come to our movie. It's 120 frames per second. I keep saying that. I I feel like Ang Lee must have done it. If not 3d, definitely high frame rate. So uh, another factor is like, again, I'm not playing qualifiers being like, well, you're watching it wrong. What I'm suggesting is like, yeah, Maybe it's another selling point to be like, well, come to the theater because at home you can't watch the version. But sorry, Mark, uh, Coca-Cola. Oh, Coca-Cola. Stella Artois. Yeah. Also in there. But it got me thinking about some of the best product placement. And I know everybody goes to E.T., right? With Reese's Pieces. I mean, I go right? to You've Got Mail, personally. Oh, You've mm. Got Mail. Yeah, that's some good one. Only Eric's going to know this one. The best product placement, and I don't even think it was product placement. I think our boy just loved this shit, was uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. Okay. <laughs> Drinking Rolling Rock. Oh, yeah. He would always drink Rolling Rock. <laughs> it made me go out and buy Rolling Rock. <laughs> I would go buy a case of Rolling Rock because Angry Video Game Nerd 
<laughs> what? Was it drunk? <laughs> was it drink? He just drink. He was chugging Rolly Rock, and you know they weren't paying him for it, dude. Those old episodes still hold up because he is so desperately drunk, and he's <laughs> so angry at the video game he's playing. God bless him, Dang, dude. That's like almost like a twenty-year-old um, what do you call it? YouTube series. series? Like, yeah, yeah. I was straight up watching that maybe high like senior year of high school first year of college like angry video game nerd i'm like what is this that's almost we're getting close to 20 years that and what is it was it red letter media's uh star wars reviews oh yeah boy i wasted a, a couple days to that <laughs> i don't watch any of that shit. they were like three hour long reviews of the star wars nightmare. oh it's so good but like okay in character though but here's the thing that's also fucked up like I don't even listen to podcasts. Like I can cannot I, listen to someone else for that long. Can I ask you guys something? Yeah. I think I'm losing my hearing. Um, okay. is that a question or are you just <laughs> telling us you're losing your hearing? Why, what's happening? I think in my right ear I'm losing hearing because um I always listen to podcasts. I always listen to music. I always listen to headphones, and I just keep reading. They say, like. Limit the amount of time you wear headphones. Limit like the loudness that you listen to, even if it's a podcast or anything. Like, fucking make sure it's pretty low. But I keep turning it up because I can't hear it. Maybe it's a lot of wax in my ear. But uh, when we were at the movies the other day, we all saw Knock at the Cabin. Shout out. We'll talk about that in a second. But when we saw it, someone was talking to me and I couldn't hear them. And I was to the left of everyone. So the audio is coming into my right ear. I don't think I can hear people in my right ear. Are you just trying to tell us that you weren't listening to Jake? <laughs> no, that's the problem. He was talking. I couldn't. You I also saying... didn't hear that chick in the theater, like laughing like a psychopath at all, like the worst moments. Oh, no. I should probably get my ears checked. Honestly, Eric, like maybe you are having a hard time hearing, but like you're kind of a hypochondriac. So like, I feel like Mark played the drums for like years on end and he can still sort of hear. What was that chick? Who's, what was her name? <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Is that her name? In the movie? She, she was very good in this. I yeah, she's her. from Scott Pilgrim. What the fuck? Oh yeah, she was. What was she putting on that cracker? It looked like ants. It looked like caviar. It looked like fucking, she was putting ants on a cracker and they were bad. expired. Okay, here's the thing. Um, her, okay. So, like how we said, like I, I fucked with this movie till the end. Right. Which I want to dig into that. We got to dig into it. Part of why, like towards the end, like it was hard to fuck with this movie was just like her character, um fell really flat like i was really expecting like an action twist to this movie and maybe the twist was really supposed to be that like he's fighting younger him but like they use that in all the promotions so like that's not a twist anymore that's like part of the fucking movie yeah and maybe the twist like there's like a third him but like i don't know that doesn't really hit either i was like convinced throughout this entire movie that she was a clone of his boss. Of his boss. Oh. Yeah. Missed opportunity. I Another missed opportunity. I was like, none of this makes sense. Like, yeah. does it make sense that he goes to her immediately? It doesn't make sense because, like, she's not, um, like, the DIA doesn't know she's burned yet. It doesn't make sense that she goes with him. Like, it just, they just don't make sense and i know i said earlier that like i liked that they didn't give me the bullshit with like the plane but i feel like with this one i did need like a why are you two so oddly connected and i feel like i that would have been a solid um moment to give where it's just like the whole time he knew she was fucking weird and knew she was a clone because he was just like yeah i've known my boss for like you know whatever 30 40 years, years yeah. 30 years. I knew what she looked like. You're her motherfucker. And I don't know. Like, I just thought that would have been, you know what I mean? I that would have been awesome because they would have basically been setting up this idea of like old version of her 
she's getting replaced. Will Smith's getting replaced. And now young version of her and young Will Smith are going to team up together. Like throughout history, they'll always be like this, like partnership is they'll just keep redoing them, redoing them. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many um, shows and stuff like that, that do it where like, there are like those uh, characters that are like intrinsically linked and like, no matter the universe you travel to no matter like the time loop you're in like those two people are connected and she just and like the older dia lady popped up a bunch in the movie and like henry's like very forgiving of her kind of quickly and forgiving of like his other boss for like trying to get him killed and i don't know it just i thought there was going to be more to that Danny character and it just felt very weird and like something was left off that was just like no she she literally was one of their best agents and literally just sent to watch him yeah that's makes sense so speaking of missed opportunities because you're talking about Mary Elizabeth Winstead being uh the younger version of what's her face I thought the third person like they kind of spoil it because uh, the the person they have to fight at the end who's masked, Clive Owen says something to the effect of like, I should have cloned myself. I thought it was going to be a young Clive Owen. We also thought that we're like, oh, it's going to be Clive Owen. And then I was just like, it was a- almost disappointing. Yeah. Third Will Smith. Yeah. Um, because here, I mean, the problem is we know what like young Will Smith looks like. I like. Obviously, we'll probably know what young Clive Owen looks like, but he's not so much in the zeitgeist. I'm trying to think, like, who's another actor they could have got for mm. the Clive Owen role Robert that, we grew, yeah, that we grew up with, where we go like, oh, we really know what the young version looks like. So also, I think you just like seeing him for a third time is like not as exciting. I um, yeah. uh, Oh, they should have done Paul Rudd. Just, just exactly the same. Yeah, just the same guy. <laughs> but but I will say as disapp- as disappointing as it was to be like, oh, the third one or the masked person is Will Smith. I think thematically, the the intention or the reason of just being like, oh, these soldiers are just essentially drones, right? Which- well, and by the third one. They have uh, taken out his ability to feel pain. Yeah. They have taken out. Um, they've kind of basically taken his personality and only left like the skill set. This, this is yeah. they, all right, and I know this is going to start borderline like rewriting movies type of thing, which I, we try to avoid because it's obnoxious. But like this is like what I'm talking about: missed opportunities, missed opportunity with the third one because of how the original was it Henry. How the original Henry reacts to the clone is basically like no existential crisis. That's weird. And that's pretty much it. Like he doesn't give a shit that there's a clone of him. There's, there's no like emotions to it, but like if he could, like it would be more shocking if that there's a third one, if he's just has a slow realization that just like, Oh, they're turning me into an army of mercenary clones or whatever. Like, and then having that, like a crisis about it. That missed opportunity there. There's also a missed opportunity with like, what's the meaning of the clones? Is it, uh, is the whole meaning of this movie, your past coming up to catch up to you? Cause mm-hmm. there's none of that thematically in this. There's nothing where it's just like Will Smith is, I mean, he should regret his past. He's, he's shot 40 to 50 people in the fucking head as a he sniper. Killed 72. 72. Okay. He should have a, a crisis about that thematically. Mm-hmm. Is the past coming to catch up to him, right? Or is this something where this is about the fear of aging yeah, or something? But there's none of that. Like, there's a missed opportunity, but there's no theme to this. It's just kind of like, it's, it's cool. What's the, fi- what's the fucking theme? That it's the cool whole, looking? No, the whole idea is that um, he doesn't want clone him to, like, make his, the same mistakes and to... Uh, do things based on like what your shitty parents did to you because yeah. like Clive Owen which I thought was actually a pretty solid twist that Clive Owen raises clone Henry like yeah. that's pretty fucked up um, so I thought that was actually kind of interesting but he was just like listen this guy saying he loves you he doesn't you don't have to go along with like this training like sure the only time you feel happy is laying on your belly before you pull the trigger 
but like it doesn't have to be this way you don't they literally have the whole scene in the car where he's just like you could be a father a husband like you could be other things than a mercenary and then at the end they do like the hokiest shit and he's at college and yes that's why and I- but that's why the sick feeling it i'm not feeling it from our boy will smith i'm not feeling like will smith has these movies that they're kind of a drag and a bummer sometimes where it's like he'll get into like depressed mode mm. we watched one recently what was a recent one that we've done not aladdin oh uh collateral beauty maybe yeah collateral beauty where will smith can get into depressed mode guy and this one, he's just nonchalantly going through life, happy as sh- a pig and dicks. No, he's not happy. <laughs> yeah, he, he seems old Throughout the movie, but I'm retiring because I can't look in the mirror but I want anymore. I'm no, feel no, it. No. I want to feel it. This movie. Make me feel it, Will. This movie would have been so shitty if they made him like do the crying and be like really pained like i think it would have been like hitting you over the head too much it would have been him out acting the script which i feel like is a thing that happens with will sometimes i feel like sometimes he is out acting the scripts i feel like the way he acted this was exactly how the script needed and anything more would have just been like hitting you over the head I want. I I felt it more in Sixth Day with Arnold. All right. Whoa. I felt the fear. I felt the anger. The other Arnold fucking his wife. You kidding Here, me? Here's the thematics, Mark. Ready? I'm about to. I'm about to spit it at you. Splooge it on me. I'm gonna splooge at you. Um, <laughs> this movie, in a very hokey way, and it comes down to that ending because I feel like a lot of people like say you're enjoying the entire movie. You get to that ending and our boy is like signing up for college. He's hanging out with classmates. He's wearing the cool like first day of school shirt and waving to like his parents like, oh, don't look at me. I'm I'm going to be a communications major or whatever he's fucking going for. Uh, Easy. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as hokey as that ending is and as corny and it's like. I think you were even saying they tied up everything way too. like what the Gemini program's just over with like everything's mm-hmm. tied up. He could just go to school and not be touched or whatever. I think this movie and again, this isn't some deep thought. I'm not fucking being like, oh, I see beyond the fucking screen. I know what Angley's really talking about. I think this is it, like a, a movie that's a very anti-war and kind of more or less saying, don't be a soldier, go to school, get a fucking education. I think it really comes down to that, plain and simple. Because take away the cloning stuff. What are soldiers at the end of the day? You're kind of dehumanized, right? To become a killer. And you like shave your head the same way and you have to like work out and blah, blah, blah. And you all become kind of like clones of each other. So I think this movie is like, yes, there's the cloning sci-fi element that's happening on the surface, but in reality, it's kind of just saying, and again, it's saying it very bluntly. Yeah, don't kill people. Don't join this fucking secret society or whatever. Just go to school, get a major, like pursue a normal life, and don't make the mistakes that I made. Because as cheesy as it was at the end when Clive Owen, like, walks into the hardware store that they're having their like end fight in there's like a little american flags behind him he's just like we did this and we we made these and blah 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 and i think it's just like really pushing this idea it's like okay i get it this is the american military this is blah 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 blah. well but they're also talking about like ai and cloning and like sentient beings because his whole point was we're making these clones so that people with parents oh yeah yeah aren't dying people with like feelings and no one's coming back with like ptsd and killing themselves and you're like oh yeah like that's like a great thought but then it's just like but there's like that weird line with ai where it's like at one point doesn't have its own consciousness because like you know in one hand clive owens character is going like they don't have parents but the other hand he fucking raised that clone as his own child and like created memories with it. So I feel like it's also like a weird thing with technology where like, you know, you can't um, create something to take the place of humans because 
you're inadvertently still creating something that should have its own like free will and consciousness. Like you can't just create like war machines, whether they're human people or, you know, drones, clones, drones, whatever you have them be. That that was the thing I picked up when he started talking about that. Like, isn't this good? You know, we don't have to send dead kids home and like who have parents and stuff like that. I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, is this kind of like showing like, how we got to drones where it's just like, oh, instead of sending a soldier into the battlefield, we can send this like piece of equipment mm-hmm. that could do all the killing and no collateral in terms of like sending someone home in a casket. But that that thematically, like it's not about the past catching up. It's not about well, here's the other thing. Now I'm seeing through the screen, ready for my fucking weird edible fucking thought. Yes. About the whole thing. So my edible thought about the whole thing is is this. Is this a comment on After Earth? Like, Will Smith couldn't pass the torch to Jaden. Will Smith can only pass the torch to younger Will Smith to take on his legacy, a.k.a. CGI Will Smith. This is Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise passing the torch to Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, will Tom Cruise continue to do Mission Impossible even when he's 80 because he can just pass it on to new AI Tom Cruise? And do we want that? That I mean, well, okay, that is a great question because this comes out in 2019 and we are starting to get into like that weird time of like people are getting very good at deep fakes and um, we are able to like start putting like dead actors into movies again, you know, like Carrie Fisher, we de-aged her and created fake footage so she could be in like the last Star Wars. And there is something where it's like once like your huge movie stars can't do it anymore. Should this be an avenue that we go down? Oh, Tom Cruise can't do that crazy stunt anymore because he's 100. Let's get a fucking CGI version of him doing it. Is that what the audiences want? And I'm going to say, no, it's not. Yeah, like Luke Skywalker showing up in a bunch of stuff. Young Luke okay. Skywalker. I did kind of like that. I, I like say. the best one. In Mandalorian. Best deep fake. 1997. Super Bowl. Fred Astaire. <laughs> dancing with a vacuum. <laughs> with a vacuum? Is that real? Yeah, you don't remember that? No, I don't remember that. Was these dudes, what's, is Fred Astaire singing in the rain? Yeah, I think no, um, no, that's Gene Kelly. Oh yeah, no, Kelly. Well, I forgot who it is, but Fred Astaire's "Dancing with a Vacuum" best one, like White Winter, uh, White Christmas. You really don't know about oh, that? Let's see. No, I don't know about it. Um, here's the thing. I'm with you, Lily. No, I don't want it. I don't. Are they, like, go- they going to do it? Yes. Listen, did I love it in The Mandalorian? Fuck yeah, I did. But I also think that's like a very weird specific thing where they're making all these prequels to like shit that already came out. So like part of me enjoys it in that context just to like make that universe make sense. But at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, I'm all about it. Like, let's just find new talent. Like, let's not create the next Will Smith. Let's not create the next Tom Cruise. Let's just find the next you know whoever it's gonna be let's let's just get the next florence poe like i think you can't you can't recreate the system and i feel like you know what this movie is perfect for will smith's journey because he did have a formula where he sat down with his team and was like we're gonna make a formula for me to be a fucking superstar for me to be a huge movie star and i feel like it worked He's Will Smith, but I feel like there were a lot of weird missteps because he was trying to emulate this formula um, and not necessarily accounting for like times of changing type thing. Like, you know, he was almost trying to follow, follow like the cruise format and um, you can't do that. You know, you can't follow what used to work for someone else's. You kind of have to do your own journey to find that and if you have the x factor it'll just happen for you i think this is the new uh, i don't even know all right well cloning remember when like, people were scared of cloning yeah dolly 
Yeah, when Dolly got mm. cloned, and then all yeah, of a sudden yeah. it was just like a thing to be afraid of, and then we were just like, I don't know, we kind of went just like cloning's kind of lame, and then we just never did anything with it Maybe. that we know of. They, right, so yeah. I feel like that's. What, I don't know if they said it was lame right. as opposed to like very difficult. That's uh, they're like this is stupid, um, and that's how <laughs> I feel like these deep fakes are, you know, like because they're doing like what you're saying about. You know, are there going to be new actors or is it just going to be, you know, the idea of Tom Cruise and he's going to be on the screen for decades? Um, I I feel like this is the new cloning where like they're like, I see a lot of articles where it's just like deep fakes are getting so good. You don't even know if Joe Biden really said this or not. Right. I did see a deep fake of um, George Lucas and he's like farting a bunch. Legitimately real. (laughs) This is real. And Mark, you had to be like, no, Lily, this is a deep fake. But like, it was that good. But I'm just saying, I feel like it's a, it's a, I don't know if there's a term. Red hair. No, it's like a fake. It's, It's a, it's, it's like not really something that we have to be afraid of. What we really have to be afraid of is clones. Oh, yes, I'm terrified. <laughs> I mean, I'll say completely that I am afraid of AI. Like, I don't want like a Google Home. I don't want like an Alexa. Um, I'm very scared to talk to Maybe them. It's not AI though, right? It, no, I don't know. Because like at some point they will become our overlords. And are they going to remember me barking that I want Alanis Morissette or are they going to remember if I'm like, hey, thank you for all you're doing. Mm. I, like, I'm I'm fucking scared of it. I'll be honest with you. You know, like, I don't want like the fucking refrigerator that's connected to my goddamn phone. I don't need that. I don't need someone to be able to take over my fridge. Like, what do you think they're going to do? I order us some cream cheese like i don't know i don't know what if like i just can't unlock my fridge one day like i yeah, don't her fridge know. doesn't lock <laughs> i've seen smart home you guys didn't grow up with disney i did i saw smart home i just i don't fuck with it man i don't fuck you know, with it. you know why to tie it into the movie because if you misbehave technology is going to try to drown your ass in a scary bone cave with skulls okay the catacombs. The catacombs. Am I wrong? Or was that like so disrespectful to the catacombs? <laughs> they were just crushing <laughs> skulls and using femurs to like choke each other. How like so you good. doing that stuff in the catacombs? Isn't that like a sacred place? How sacred is it? They were just piling bodies on top of each other. But that's why it's sacred, Mass grave. it's just like, oh, this is like a terrible thing that we did. So we like these right. assassins are ruthless. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, this is another pretentious corner for this film that lacks pretension, but I'm going to add pretentiousness into it. Just little things I was picking up on uh, because I have seen it twice. The first time I saw it, I'm like, why the fuck is there so much water in the first 30 minutes of this movie? Mm. Like beaches, boats in the water. Will Smith has his like fatal flaw where he can't swim or whatever. He says like. You know, you see like a weird flashback with his dad, like trying to teach him to like hold his breath underwater, all that shit. So I'm like, man, there's so much water. That was my first impression the first time I saw it. And I would make jokes. I think I was like screenshotting it and sharing it being like, here's another scene with a boat on water. But this time when I watched it, not only did I notice a lot of water in the beginning and Will Smith by the water, I noticed a lot of blue, whether Will Smith was wearing blue or the backgrounds were blue and all this stuff. Then I remembered, because this was the second time I was watching, I'm like, oh, and it ends with fire because New Junior shows up and they light his ass on fire and he's kind of like walking through the hardware store. So starts with water, ends with fire, very elemental. And what I start to recognize is when Young Junior is introduced, Young Will Smith, where he's trying to assassin assassinate uh, Old Will Smith. I forget where they are. Was it South America? Colombia. Um, but... Young Will Smith is introduced on like an orange yellow building. And I'm like, oh, are they doing like water blue is kind of the calmness of age. It's kind of like a person in their older times. And then the orange and fire is like the vigor of youth. And they're trying to rep. So it's like these like small details where I'm like, I see you, Angley. I see what you're fucking doing. Because even when old Will Smith leaves 
to go after young Will Smith in their first encounter, which is an incredibly staged action scene. I love that scene. And he's like throwing grenades at him, but he's shooting it back at himself. It's fucking cool. Like as Will Smith walks outside, he like purposely walks by a blue Jeep and then it becomes the orange building. And I'm like, oh, okay. Will Smith's blue, young Will Smith's orange. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't know. I was just picking up on those small details. It's just like, weird angly just being like oh yeah like fire and orange will be young will smith and we'll just stick to blue and water for old will smith i don't know i find that shit cool also a lot of not pick up on that watch it again you guys gotta watch it again tonight after this podcast i mean i will say i feel like um the sets were gorgeous like yes. when they're in columbia it is so vibrant and such a beautiful backdrop to like all the fighting after we talk about their sets, we need to get into these fucking fight sequences. Yeah. But like, it was so beautiful. Um, it really remind. I told Mark remind me of the Casita in Encanto, where it's just like very vibrant. It had like its own personality. And then like I loved when they went to Budapest. Like yeah. that was gorgeous and awesome too. Because the other thing I noticed too, speaking of the architecture, there's a lot of architecture in here. There's the catacombs. There's just any building they're in is like, oh my God, this is beautiful. There's all these statues and cool structures or whatever. They kept doing this thing. I don't know if you guys notice it. Will Smith shoots the fucker on the train. Hard cut to him like wrapping up the job with his cohort. And behind Will Smith is just like this beautiful painted mural on the wall, this big piece of art. But then later in the movie, they show Junior in his bedroom and he has a big mural on the wall, this big piece of art. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, there's a lot of like art in the background of these scenes. And I'm, and again, I, I don't know what the fuck Angley was trying to say with that, but I'm like, is Junior like a piece of art? Because he's like this created mm -hmm. thing meant to replicate something. I'm, I'm like, is he, is that what he's trying to say? Maybe he's not trying to say anything. Maybe he's just like, oh, let's put some cool art behind them because that's more interesting than just a fucking blank wall could be as easy as that but i'm like hmm something going on here with the art <laughs> all right I don't know if you had something to say Mark, about no that. i i i i feel like this is a rare thing where i i i feel like you guys are loving this movie more than i did hmm. but I, again i feel like there's just like a lot of missed opportunities and i was just like i wanted more out of this but here's it. I'm not going to rehash this. I'm not going to. I wanted more. I wanted to pull more out of this story and out of Will Smith. But positives. Mm -hmm. I liked that the fight scenes. I'm not going to say grounded in reality, but they looked like fights. Been mm -hmm. watching a lot of World Star lately. They looked like fights. Ooh, they looked yeah. like people. Hell yeah. No, I don't know. I like every once in a while, my algorithm will go will go to just like me just watching dudes getting knocked out all of a sudden. And it's like, I don't know why, why we're here, but here we are. Um, the fights were like, you know, I, it wasn't like, like a, a born movie, which I'm not saying those are bad or like a matrix or um, what's the other one with Keanu Reeves. It sort of have a couple matrixy um, feels. John Wick. John Wick where it's just like, this is like gun foo type of stuff. They looked like fights, like they were on the ground, like wrestling type of thing, stylized, and it looked cool and shit. Um, but that was cool. I liked that they gave a pretty br brutal fight in the beginning to the lady. Oh my god, that's that a good fight! Probably yeah. one of the best fight sequences I've ever seen. It was so fucking brutal. It was tight. He looked just like the most fucked up old GI Joe ever. Like. I feel like that was like probably one of the better fight sequences I've seen in an action movie. Yeah, period. that one that one was solid for her. Mm. Um, and then also, uh, bike fight. Well, that More. was Ooh. wild. Bike fights, bike fights. That was you like, gotta get into bike fights. Old school, <laughs> like on horses. Dueling. Well, like, the, but it wasn't even yeah. just like yeah, they were fighting on bikes and they were bike fighting. Um, and they were chasing each other on bikes. But then at one point, like bikes as in motorcycles. But then at one point, like clone Henry was coming after 
normal Henry, but clone Henry had a motorcycle. Normal Henry was not on a motorcycle, but he was using the motorcycle Mm -hmm. like it was another leg or something. He was like kicking people with the motorcycle came at his crotch with it. And like, listen, they were not motorcycles. These were motor bikes like like you are dirt biking the fuck around. The only thing I didn't like about that fight sequence is older Will Smith falls off his and like a pretty gnarly wreck and like he should have been dead he was least, not wearing a limp. helmet at least limp a little he, bit his would be all over Colombia. like that was a little a little much for me but that was like very dope i agree the bike fight was great i think young will smith like shoots it at him like a gun at one point and he oh, revs yeah. it up and it just like <laughs> flies at him so they're literally using them as projectiles also weird guy at end with like crazy machine gun shooting into the store and it's just mm-hmm. like you're following like the the orange like um lines of bullets or whatever through the store was really cool to look at yeah there's I some also like- appreciate there's no stormtrooper shit where it was like just shots being rained down and people not getting hit like when they had Will Smith's character shoot, he fucking nailed the person every single yeah. time. Like, you know, his enemy wasn't doing like a barrage of bullets and just like somehow missing them every goddamn time. Like it felt, I don't want to say accurate, but it felt at least more plausible. Yeah. And then huge shout out. We kind of touched on this before, but in the catacombs, young Will Smith takes like a femur or like a bone and stabs old will smith in the fucking shoulder and i'm like i've never seen that before that is fucking cool yeah that was cool the one thing i didn't love in the catacombs is um so they like end up in like a pool of water which was super cool and instead of just like being like we don't know why this is lit but it is they like literally purposely like show her throwing like a flare into the water (laughs) and like it looked cool as fuck but mm, okay like you didn't have to just like toss that in there it felt kind of stupid all right so anything else on this one or Mm, every time i try to go to the next filmography here Uh, oh uh, you know what i enjoyed that they did with the clone is how much he did not want to acknowledge that he and Will Smith looked identical. Like, he's been like, nope, didn't see his face. Fucking weird. Nope, nope. And they'd be like, look at me. He'd be like, I just, I don't fucking see it. I don't see it at all. And I feel like, um, you know what? You know what? Maybe that was the problem. I feel like they gave the big emotions to CGI Weld. Because, like, CGI Will cried to his daddy, Clive Owen, and CGI Will did not want to acknowledge that he was so very obviously a clone because, you know what, like, to find out that someone cloned you, like, that's pretty fucked up. But to find out that you're not even a real fucking original being, that you were just created based off someone else, that's got to be a fucking... Pill to swallow, but the problem is our true boy Will couldn't really act out those yeah. scenes. You know what I mean? So I feel like maybe, maybe if it was him that got to really act out those scenes, but instead you had like kind of weird created CGI him taking on those heavy scenes. You know what? You know where they didn't go that they could have went, but they didn't, and it's kind of nice that they didn't. So you got like right clone Will Smith and then regular Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Regular Will Smith finds an even older Will Smith. Oh, he's a clone. Oh, honestly, I think I would have liked that reveal better as the third. Yeah, reveal. Oh. Dude, that's that's, that's good. That actually like a seventy-year-old Will Smith, dude. <laughs> All right, another missed opportunity was at the end when they're on the college campus as he's like, no, you got to do this. And he's like, hey, let me make my own mistakes, blah, blah. Yeah, no, you got it. And then you hear a guitar strum in the background 
and the everyone in the courtyard turns on this college campus. Oh my God! It's the offspring. Oh, gotta keep them separated. separated. <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Come on, let's go listen." And then they're in the front row, and they're all like Masha and stuff. And it's like, "Yeah, gotta keep them separated." Listen, I don't know how I wanted this movie to end. Definitely that. Yeah, definitely uh, offspring at the end. Especially they would have been like so elderly looking. Um, <laughs> no, but they de-aged them. Oh, yeah, I mean, honestly, that wouldn't have mattered much. Like they didn't look great when they were younger. Um, I don't know how I wanted this movie to end, but this ending felt more like a comedy ending than like a dramatic ending. And I just, you know what it is. They didn't want to do it. But they can't exist in the same world. Will older Will Smith need to die, and to mm. allow younger clone him to have the world and to make of it what he was going to make of the world. And I feel like the two of them existing together, like one, I don't want to fucking hang out with myself. It's weird that he fucking wants to hang out with himself, um, and but also dad himself. Like I don't know, it's just like two fucking weird and convoluted and simple and easy and i just i feel like i needed a little more of a punch at the end you know what i mean like i needed i needed old will smith to sacrifice himself and mean like you know what this world is yours now missed opportunity yeah although you kill old will smith you can't do the sequel gemini dad Oh, and that Gotta is a comedy. Hulk Hogan's in it. Right, uh, <laughs> like Ghost Daddy, Will Smith's now a ghost. So, <laughs> Spies in Disguise coming up next. Eric, are you going to rewatch it? No, it's so fresh in my mind. So, I'm <laughs> ahead of the curve. I could like... do it right now. Let's do it. Let's... I just want to say, I feel like a lot of times when Eric's like, oh, I really like this movie, or I just feel like this was like a weird movie. Um, in like our friend zeitgeist where i feel like you just like would bring it up a lot eric and i feel like that's probably why i thought this movie came out so much longer ago than it did mm. is that i just feel like uh i don't know it's just been brought up a lot i usually uh tend to hate these movies because like eric just like will love some garbage but i gotta say i don't know what it is about this movie i'm not a big action person but I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Mine I'm so happy day. to hear that. Yeah. I think I here I think it's also easy to root for a film that has a twenty six percent Ron Tomatoes. If this had like a hundred percent Aaron fucking praised it, then it'd be like, okay, what are we doing here? I think it's easier to be like, okay, this movie that people despised. I, I like to like crack under the peek under the curtains, if you will. Yeah, that's usually why I hate those movies where it's like everyone universally hated it and you're like, no, it's a gem. It's like, no, Eric, it usually <laughs> isn't. But this one, I think I think the critics and the audience got it wrong. I think this was actually a pretty good one. And my closing thoughts too, Mark, a little rebuttal to what you said before. Although, Lily, I liked what you said about like they gave a lot of the big emotions to CGI Will, which maybe that's a critique of like how soulless like CGI is where you're right. He had the big crying scene. He had the big monologue with his dad when he's getting patched up. He has the big emotional moment at the end. But you almost forget that that was like even a real character in the movie because you're just kind of staring at the CGI and trying to see if it holds up. Um, but my rebuttal to Mark, who's saying like, man, I wish old Will Smith had more to do. Yes, he doesn't have a big showy performance, but I always believed him because every movie does like, oh, Rambo, he's the best of the best. Oh, so-and-so, he's the best of the best, blah, blah, blah. Will Smith seemed very in control and could handle himself as like an assassin. It didn't seem like yeah. a movie assassin. It felt like, oh, this guy is just kind of stunted because he's just been doing this his whole life. Like I always felt secure when there was a scene with him handling himself. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so unbelievable. I'm like, Oh no, that character could handle himself in this crazy yeah. situation. And he looked hot. Mm. And he mm -hmm. plays another assassin in spies in disguise. Hello. Which we'll be doing next.
Another animated film. All right, all right. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>